Welcome to Conversations Live. For more than a decade, we've brought you the best in books, entertainment, celebrity interviews, and current events. When the movers and shakers of the world have something to say to you, they say it to us first. Here's your host, Cyrus Webb. Welcome back, everyone, to Conversations Live. I'm your host, Cyrus Webb. Glad you all could join us once again. But for our radio audience tuning in at WYAD 94.1 FM and WYADonline.com, we're glad that you all can be with us. Also, tuning in to our friends online. Thanks for you all for being with us via the podcast as well. Well, if you've ever thought about how you can be able to reshape your life, especially after you've gone through a difficult time, I think our next guest in her book is going to really help you guys to see not only about what's possible, but also the importance of believing in oneself along the way. Way. We're excited to welcome Roberta S. Kirilov to our broadcast today. Her new book is called Framing a Life, Building the Space to Be Me. We want to talk to Roberta not only about her own personal story, but what I got from it, some great life lessons for all of us to be able to think about as we're going about not only realizing what's possible for us, but also our limitations when it comes to others as well. If you guys are just now finding out about the book, of course, we'll let you guys know how to get your own copy of Framing a Life. Roberta, thank you again for being on with us today. Really appreciate the time. Thank you for having me, Cyrus. I appreciate it also. Well, the pleasure is definitely all mine. I, I read this book with a lot of interest, Roberta, because I knew we would learn a lot about you. But what I think is so fascinating is that I think the reader will learn a lot about themselves as well. Because what the book does for me is not only shows us what's possible as we go through challenges and difficulties, but also how we can be able to pick ourselves back up and move forward uh, and become a better version of ourselves. So I want to ask you, what has that been like for you, Roberta, to not only share your own story, but to see the way that people are connecting with it I am so excited because people are connecting with it I have gotten so many letters and uh, calls it's so I never was afraid to talk about my life it was Mm -hmm. an uh, interesting life I think especially my childhood uh, living in an orphanage for many years and Mm -hmm. uh, having my mother die when I was uh, two years old well, no, excuse me, six years old. My brother was two. So, um, and I've grown, I've grown over time to be more positive, optimistic, and I think that expresses itself in my book. I think this book gives hope to people that we can get through so much in life and we just have to look at the bigger picture. Yeah, I think I think that is, is such a big thing here, Roberta. And what I love about the book is your honesty. I think because it's not easy for us to uh, to talk about the challenges or even to deal with the challenges. But you you do that in such an open and honest way. But I also love the fact that you've had people in your corner, as I hope that all of our audience would have for you. What was it like for you to know that you didn't have to go through those challenges by yourself? That is, it's so important to have people who are in your life that can support you when you're having difficult times. And I think I was very lucky because of how I looked at life. And so when I was in the orphanage, I believed everything had a purpose uh, in life. I had to do that for myself because it was really hard. And so my attitude changed over time to believe that everything has a purpose. And in having that view of of life it made things so much easier to get through and I think that's what one of the things audiences will take away from it. I actually want to share something from the book because I think what I love is that sure. 
you you allow us to as we're kind of going throughout this book, and I think our our audience, regardless of whether we're talking about individuals who are married or single, we always like to think about you know making an impact in the lives of others. But you talk about in the book, mm-hmm. Roberta, how that doesn't always work. That you can do your best and you can want the best for others, but we are limited, right, in what we can be able to do for others. And one of the things that you wrote about in the book. Uh, is when your your friend Marianne and you tried to help a 35 year old sex worker, you know, and, and oh, yeah. <laughs> so you tried to be able to help that individual. Of course, they ended up reverting back to their own life, and 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 I love the fact that you're able to be so open about that because, as you said in the book, it was another harsh way to learn. We couldn't help everyone. We could only be there if we were needed. How, how did that impact you to know that even though you went into things with the best of intentions, you couldn't want it more than the person wanted it for themselves? That's a very important point. And um, having been, I'm now retired as a lawyer, but being a lawyer, I would meet with so many clients and people with all different types of issues, and I would be supportive, but I discovered that people have to make their own decisions. I can be supportive. I can share uh, my life with clients. And when I used to do hospice groups with um, people in the group, but it's so important that people look at their life more deeply and have a, have a picture for the future, have a view of how their life could be in, in a more positive way. And I think that's what I tried to do because that's the way I survived. I hope that right. answers your question. Yeah, it does. It does. And I think, too, it goes to another point, Roberta, that you write about. And I'm going to talk around some of this so we don't spoil it for those who haven't read it yet. But even in your own spiritual journey, right, you had to make decisions that were best for you, even if it wasn't something that other people understood. Talk to us about that, because that is not always easy. You know, we're told when it comes to religion and politics, and you kind of address both in a sense in this in this book, uh, those can sometimes be hot-button things. What was it like for you to be able to stand in your own truth and belief, even when people didn't understand it? It was at times very, very hard. I think um, that happened after um, the death of my partner, Nancy in the book that and mm-hmm. uh I first tried to un- try to understand to, to grow from it but I w- it was really a journey that was just for me but I tried to put it on my friends or share it with them and some people couldn't handle it uh people can, uh really can handle death and dying and it's something yeah. I've been handling my whole life and especially when um running hospice groups that made that made a difference and so i would talk with people but i knew my limitations and at the same time i could help them see uh their limitations and when that happened uh it was especially just beautiful conversation beautiful growth the ability to uh see life uh in the in the bigger picture um, because my memoir is not just my story. It's a story particularly of women who live difficult lives, who struggle to survive. Um, and I love readers to see and believe that they're not alone in their life struggles, that they can find their inner core and trust, unafraid to tolerate or endure challenges and, and take chances in life. Um, 
that was really important to me. Yeah. And I think, again, that is what people will connect with. I want to say for those who are just tuning in, either on the radio side or online, you're listening to Conversations Live. We're excited to welcome author Roberta S. Kirillov to our broadcast today. Her new book is called Framing a Life, Building the Space to Be Me. We're going to remind you how you can get your own copy of the book and stay connected with Roberta. You know, Roberta, you're helping people is not anything new, but you're talking so much about yourself, I'm sure, is something um, that is that it is not always the easiest so what has this part been like for you writing the book is one thing but what has it been like for you Mm -hmm. now having conversations like this about it um it's it's funny because i got nervous in the beginning when it first came out but it doesn't scare me i really enjoy talking to people about these issues i love to inspire people and i think my book does that and Having been uh, a lawyer and talking to clients all the time, those were the, the best parts of being a lawyer was having conversations with clients. And together we would look at their life because I had to do their legal work. And so I had to know the intricacies of their life and the issues that were important to them. And so I've always been in that mode. And even when I was a child in the orphanage, as I believe I mentioned in my book, maybe that um, – I became, in a sense, a social worker to the kids and while I was a kid because um, I always liked to, to help and to be there for people. And the same thing when uh, my partner died that I, we talk about in the book, that mm-hmm. uh, I started getting involved in hospice and did tra- um, training in hospice and did workshops in hospice. And those type of conversations not only helped me, but they helped others. And that, again, is such a great thing. I think for people to know that they're not by themselves, Roberta, is so important. Uh, Regardless of whether we're talking about loss or or dealing with having to move on, right? I want to talk about the title for a second, um, Framing a Life is the title of the Mm -hmm. book. Of course, it has a literal Mm -hmm. and a figurative meaning for you. I am one of mm-hmm. these big people. I've always been kind of nerdy, Roberta, and so for <laughs> myself, I always try to look for lessons and things around me. What was it like for you to think mm-hmm. about the literal building that was taking place for you, but also the figurative building you were experiencing in your life? Um, it's a little hard, I think, to answer that one totally, but I'll try. Okay. Um, the spiritual part was so important to me, and I I guess because the way I grew up in the orphanage, um, I had to find ways to handle things and believe in myself and become a strong person. And I became a strong young girl, and I was a fighter if I had to fight. Um, But when I got older, I really um, looked things in a longer-term view. And so building the house meant in some ways framing a life because giving up everything and leaving Connecticut or my friends, my father and my brother who lived in New York City, I wasn't close, uh, closer to them anymore. Um, so I was, and I built this house in, in the woods and I designed the house while I was in New Haven and, uh, came here and helped work on it in the building of the house. And, so that experience, as I was framing the house, I was framing my life 
more clearly to myself. And that's what I think the book talks about. And then having experienced many deaths in my life, and I, as you said, let people read so I won't talk about the specifics, but mm-hmm. um, those deaths made a major difference. And for some reason, and maybe that's the childhood part of me, um, I look at the future more than look at the past. And I try to see how I can be a better person, how I can grow, um, how I can share. And I love to share um, these stories, and that's why I wrote the book, to really be uh, beneficial for readers. Yeah. And, to, and it was beneficial for me to do it. Right. And I think that is the big thing here, Roberta, is not only, of course, finding your own – that's why I referenced life lessons earlier, because I think you do learn things, right? But then, of course, being able to share those things, too, that can be a benefit to others as well. Do you think it is because of your past, Roberta, that you, that's why you have the desire in some form or fashion to be of assistance to others, because you know what it's like to kind of be out on your own? Oh, I, without question, without question. I think, I, I believe we are born into our lives and we have choices that we make during during um, our lives. And somehow as a kid, I understood for some reason those choices. And I never was a negative person, maybe sometimes here and there, <laughs> especially <laughs> after people died and that uh, were important to me. But I always had this this view that this is just one life, that there are so many more lives that I will live, that we will live. Um, and to have that type of viewpoint and attitude just made it easier um, to get through the painful periods. And um, I hope a lot of people think that way because this is not just one life and then we're gone forever. I think we keep coming back. I do believe in reincarnation, as I discussed in my book. And I, and, and I even um, shared with people in the book uh, what I found in the um, uh, library at the university about past lives. So it's, it's something I encourage readers and listeners here to um, look into, to give yourself a broader picture of your life and to understand that some of the pain that one goes through uh, is normal and it's, it's positive. It's not negative if you look at it as a learning experience. I hope that answers your question. It does. It does. It, but it does bring up this question then. With that being said then, Roberta, what is it that keeps giving you hope today? Well, um, hmm. Well, it's interesting that you ask that because um, a couple of weeks ago I found out that I have um, um, cancer and uh, I'm suddenly in a whole different position of uh, trying to heal myself, dealing with doctors and things of that nature. Um, I'm functioning fine now, but I'm going through chemo and... I look at that also as a learning experience. It's it's brought me in touch with um, different people that are going through this, the same thing. It's I can be I'm still positive. I still believe that there's purpose in everything. And why I got um, 
ovarian cancer? I'm not, I don't know. Um, I, um, I checked out with family members, and, and I don't have that gene, that BRCA gene that people, uh, some people have. But mm. I just, so I don't know the reason for it, but to me the reason for it is to uh, learn and grow and to share. And if people see that someone with cancer can be optimistic and still uh, live a happy life, um, and I hope a long life too, with the help of doctors. Um, and and so that's that's where I still am in yeah. that situation. Well, Roberta, thank you so much for sharing that with us. I, I appreciate that, and thank you so much for I mean for for that courageous answer and that attitude. I think because that again can help other people as they're going through their own challenges. With that being said, then what is your hope? I can imagine framing a life with a form of healing in many ways for you. What do you hope it does for the reader when they finish reading Framing a Life? I think they um, will. Uh, understand that life can be joyful, uh, meaningful, that we can learn to love and play and create. Um, We have partners and animals and friends. Um, The earth is beautiful. We need to take care of it. Um, And and my vision is I'm not taking care, that as long as I take care of myself, as long as people care for themselves, um, that makes a big difference, and they have to trust what's in their lives and how they can grow from that, and that's what I'm trying to do now. And um, I value, and, and just to, to value your your family and friends, um, to be open and honest with yourself. And the thing that I try, that I mentioned, is to live joyfully, intentionally, and consciously, um, to experience a oneness with others and the earth, um, and living my spirituality in my day-to-day experiences. And that's what I think if people do that, if they look at the broader picture, um, their life will, I believe, more joyful. be more joyful even if they have medical problems and things of that sort and, and losses. I've gone through lots of uh, losses in my life in terms of, my mother when she was 32 and um, other family members and my partner who died in a car accident. Um, So I'm still the joyful, intentional person I want to be. And it's a a matter of choice. I think there is choice in our lives, and we can choose to be negative, we can choose to be positive. And I'm making a choice to be positive even with this cancer um, and and be active with and share with my partner and share with my dog and and enjoy the land that I built this house on and enjoy this house. So that yeah. I hope that's helpful. Well, I think it will be, and I really do appreciate you, Roberta, for this time uh, and for writing this book because I think it's so important. Again, everyone, Roberta S. Kirilov has been our guest. Framing a Life is the book, Building the Space to Be Me. You can get it through our friends at Amazon.com or through your favorite local bookstore. It's published by our friends at She Writes Press. You can also go to their website at SheWritesPress.com. Roberta, I did tag you. I saw that you were on Twitter and Facebook. We tagged you 
with the link to this interview there, but how can our audience stay connected with you? Um, they can always, if anybody wants to contact me, I, I can give you my email address, or you can put okay. that up there. That's fine with me. I love to talk to people and share. And do you want me to give you that email address? Yes, please. Oh, it's robertacurloff at gmail.com. Okay. I don't Roberta go Kirloff. on Twitter that much okay. at gmail.com. And Got it. Um, I'm mostly on Facebook, and uh, I have a website, um, so they can take a look at that, and I'll be posting. I haven't posted in a while because of uh, what was going on with me, and I have something right. that I'll be putting up shortly. And sure. And I just want to say one other thing, if I may. Um, Definitely. Um, what, what also inspired me to write Framing a Life is I earlier published every, a book called Everything Special, Living Joy. I wrote it when I was practicing as a lawyer but didn't publish it too much later because I didn't have time. And it was written at a silent meditation retreat. And it, um, it triggered an eight-year spiritual quest uh, wanting to live life half full and not half empty. Um, and then years later I needed to share that and I pu- published the book and um, and that helped me with writing the memoir. It took me five years to write, but in between, you know, working full time. So I think um, that was a big help for me. Well, we're so glad that you did, Roberta, and I know, again, that people will be inspired by it. I, I really have enjoyed this conversation with you and looking forward to having you back on thank the broadcast you. again. Oh, I'd love to. I'd love to. And thank you so much for having me. I truly appreciate it. You're more than welcome. And we thank your audience for tuning in to another great segment of Conversations Live. Until next time, I'm your host, Cyrus Webb, saying, as always, enjoy your day, enjoy your life, enjoy your world. Thank you all for choosing Conversations Live, and let's go make today amazing. Take care.